Guys, welcome back. What's the year? 2024. This is the first episode back. I had a long break. Did uh, not that much work. Kind of feeling like a schmuck. But we're back and we're talking about men's hair. And trust me, that's something that I've struggled with a lot in my life. I've had a hair transplant. I was in a little bit of denial, which we'll talk about uh, on the podcast today. Um, but if you're listening to this and you're just not really sure what you should do with your hair, if you might be thinning, if you've got long hair and you're rocking the man bun and you're not really sure about your facial hair or any and all questions related to hair, if you're not sporting like an amazing hair game, you're leaving a lot on the table when it comes to dating. So we have an amazing guest. That is Chris Fulton. He is an Emmy award winning hairstylist for multiple stars um we've been we've been buddies now for what it's been a few months yeah it's been a few months and uh i was over at his place the other day and we we're like oh that's a cool looking statue there <laughs> <laughs> oh what's that he's like what's that statue? oh that's an Emmy award oh that's a that's a guild award there too so <laughs> low-key flex you're listening to the inner confidence podcast formerly called the leverage podcast we help you unleash the most attractive charismatic and confident you in order to attract quality connections both personal and romantic my name is robbie kramer i've been a coach since 2007 and i've helped over 1300 people level up their dating and social skills my mission is simple to help you crush the dating game build an epic social life and attract your ideal partner when it comes to hair we have one of the foremost experts in the world. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I can't wait to hear, you know, everything about hair because, you know, obviously I hear little bits and pieces about, you, you know, all your experience in that and your hair looks amazing. Thank you. Um, I'm lucky enough to be the son of a dermatologist. Mm. So I realized I was losing my hair. Shit, it was like, I think I was a, a sophomore in college, like yeah. 20, 21 years old when actually one of the ladies who worked in his office said, oh, looks like Robbie's thinning a little bit. And so he got me on Rogaine. He got me on finasteride. Now, did that like traumatize you when they told you that? You know- Were you traumatized? <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was like, I'm 21 years old. Like, this is ridiculous. But my grandfather was bald by the age of like 17. Mm -hmm. My dad's dad. My dad was also losing his hair quite yeah. a bit. Um, you know, and you hear all the stuff like, oh, it's, it comes from the, the concern, your mom, the mom's side, the right? side, your mom's side, yeah. which my dad debunked. He's like, no, that's not the case. No, it doesn't work like that. But, but yeah, so I found myself lucky enough to be, you know, surrounded with people that had answers for me. Right. Um, and, um, you know, so we'll get into my journey, but first, like, how did you become, you know, of award-winning hairstylist, like, what, what, what had you, what's your story? <laughs> you know what? My whole story started like at a beauty salon in Kansas when I was a kid. I used to go with my uh, grandmother every Saturday and listen to the women gossip and smoke and drink and the smell of perm solution and the rollers. I, I, I like knew from the moment I was a little boy that like I wanted to do this because you know, it's like doing hair. People just think it's about the way you look, but like the person who does your hair, it's such an intimate, like it's like therapy. Yes. No, it's like <laughs> you're literally a therapist. I yeah. Mean, I have to tell you, you know, with what I do, I mean, I now I work mainly with celebrities and I work, you know, in television and movies, but it's still the same thing. You know, if someone's having a bad day, if someone's having uh, relationship problems, if someone's having, you know, God only knows what. Um, and they don't feel good about the way they look mm. it, or it makes people hypersensitive about the way that they look. And so mm. everything that tends to be the, for men and women, right? You know, it's so funny. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of times it's the men that are the most sensitive about uh, their hair. Oh, and the, well, yeah. that And the most, like the most, um, when it comes to intricacy and the process, you know, they want to see that you know the process and that you know them. Oh, that's interesting. So I think that- So men are more particular. Men are, I, men are definitely more particular. Wow. Like the yeah. male, the male stars that I've worked with. And even like in the real world, you know, I have some clients that I do, you know, men, uh, 
hair is so closely tied to your masculinity, to your success, to your uh, the way that they look at your financial success. I mean, yeah. if you have a really great, dope haircut, people look at you in a different way. They do. You know? Yeah. It's like a good watch or a good pair of shoes. You know? I, I mean, when I, I always took a lot of pride in my hair. Yeah. Even from the age I was, you know, 14, 15, I remember getting my first, I had the wave. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I would like, it looked, it looked better after three days of not showering. Right. Everyone's not there. Like, and everyone has their process. Right. People have that one product. That, yeah. This is the only thing that works. And it's like, you know, I have scoured, I I mean, working in my business. I shower more than every three days now, just, just to go on the record to say that. But <laughs> I have people, you'd be surprised too, will go for a week just to get that perfect, like, gritty look. Right. But I have to say, I have scoured, I've had to make uh, emergency phone calls to Europe to get hair products uh, wow. because that's the one product that they can't live without. Well, I used to use the topic keratin oh fiber. the fibers because i was yeah. very thin up here uh-huh like i mentioned i had a hair transplant but you yeah. can still see it's like you can see yeah even here it's still thin because they you know they, they did three thousand grafts and right. this was um three years ago i did it in in kiev ukraine but i was you know with a turkish doctor yes um i've been to istanbul a few times and when you when you go there all you see are guys wearing the headbands walking around see on the plane it's like to see him the wrapped heads <laughs> totally. yeah no totally and you yours know, be- looks amazing yours looks so natural like they no. yeah well i was lucky because my hairline was good i mean they filled it in and yeah made it even better but yeah. i was only thinning on the top but for a long time i mean i would not go in swimming pools you know anytime i was like with a girl I was always self-conscious that like, the, you know, the dust would fall out on the pillow. God, don't let her touch your hair. Exactly, don't touch God forbid. And she comes off with the black, uh, black hand marks on the pillowcase. Totally. Yeah. And, um, you know, if I ran out of that keratin stuff, I was fucked. Yeah. So, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because we use, you know, in movies and TV, we shoot in so many different locations that we actually have like permanent stuff that we use like that's waterproof so god forbid oh, someone's wow. out in the rain or we have you know we're in a weird location or something we have like waterproof alcohol-based stuff that we actually use to fill in their hair crazy oh, yeah. i heard of even like tattooing and stuff oh a lot of people tattoo their people yeah. tattoo their hairlines they yeah. tattoo yeah crazy yeah so you're okay so you're you're a little kid you're hanging out with your grandma little kid yeah and you were just kind of drawn to the energy and the dynamic around you know, it's funny. I actually hung out a lot with my mom at yeah. at, at the salon. She yeah. would just drag me there. Uh-huh. Um, and I kind of had a similar experience. Like, you know, and she's such a talker. She would speak to, you know, the hairstylist for, I felt if it was like hours and hours, I felt like she yeah. was there. And then she had the big, you know, that like uh, math, the like space mass and space. Oh, yeah. Thing, the, like the hood, the yeah, dryer that would go all over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'd hang out with my grandmother too, and she'd go to the beauty salon. My grandmother with the hundred dryers smoking, <laughs> like inside. It's such an amazing, like, oh, mental image. Amazing. So, how did you go from? So, you were like first job out of you know school, hairstyling. What what was your? Yeah, profession? you know what I uh, when I was eighteen, I left Kansas as soon as I possibly could. <laughs> I worked in a salon in Kansas. Okay. Um, like Kansas City or in the Can- Boondock somewhere? Like kind of like suburbs of okay. Kansas City, outside yeah. of Kansas City. So I worked in a salon and um, really got a lot of, you know, my base there and just knew that's what I was going to do. And when I was 18, I moved to New York kind of, you know, without any money, without like, but I knew what I wanted to do and mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to work in fashion and I knew I wanted to, I used to back in the day uh, when they did the New York Fashion Week, uh, they had these big tents in Bryant Park. And I would go to the tent. Yeah, would you, right? Oh, yeah. And I would go to the tents and I would wander around and I would look at all the people that were going in and out of the tents. And like eventually I got my way into the tents and started working in fashion and started building that, like, you know, building that world for me. It was like, it was kind of manifesting in a way. Interesting. It was just, you just muscled your way in somehow. <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot more to the story. Well, you know what? It's so funny because so many people ask me that are up and coming about like, how do I do it? Uh-huh. And I think this goes 
for many different professions, um, especially creative professions. People ask me, they're like, what's the secret? How do you do it? And I always tell people, I'm like, if you have this thing inside of you that it literally makes you sick, that you can't do this thing, then that's what you should do. Yeah. Like you should go for that thing mm -hmm. and like, don't stop. I you know, that. I think it's yeah. so trite to say, don't ever stop, you know, right. but that was it for me. Like I, if well, you it, have this burning passion, yeah, I've had it twice in my life. I had it for golf uh -huh. and you know, I became almost a professional right. in college, yeah. got a, you know, a scholarship to play and, and I wasn't quite good enough. Right. Then at the same time, my focus completely shifted to, to girls. Right. And I realized that there was this whole like personal growth, I don't know, journey I could go on. I sure. became obsessed. And yeah. I've been doing that ever since. And now, oh. well, now I'm married, so I'm back to golf, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you're still helping other people. Like you're taking that, you exactly. know, helping other people I do mean, it. Yeah. You know, I've been, this is episode, of, I think it'll be 260 of this podcast. It's incredible. So. For you. Thanks, man. No, it's been. And I'm still like super passionate about it, you know? Yeah. And that's, but I've never felt like I really work. Right. You know, that, and I think that's what you're kind of getting at too. It's like, you have this passion, this burning desire. You can't not do it. You, yeah. I can't, I can't not do it. Mm -hmm. Like I can't not be a part of it. And to this day, I still haven't, I still haven't lost that mm -hmm. thing. Like with me, you know, and I, I, it's just, there's just no complacency there. You know what I mean? I just, I have to be in it and I still have to, I've never lost that thing. That's the drive of having to be in it. Yeah. Even, even though you made it to the very top of the top. You know what? I, I don't even think that there's a top. I think yeah. that, you know, everyone is a challenge. Right. And the things that scare me the most are the things that I really run after. Mm -hmm. You know, every time I start a job, every time I start a show, every time, you know, I start a movie, you know, you literally walk in there with papers and pages and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And then you meet these famous people uh, who have, who are actors and they have their ideas and directors have their ideas and producers have their ideas. And then I'm supposed to have my ideas. And so it's like a full on conversation puzzle yeah. so that everyone gets heard mm -hmm. you know and that's happening before the pilot oh yeah that's happening before or if you're doing a movie that's happening yeah. day one Got it you. happens for the first i'd say it happens continuously right you know through the whole show and i'm sure you're working very closely with like the costume designer oh too, yeah and oh totally it's got to be yeah right i think that's the biggest thing for me is because i was so in love with fashion and so obsessed with fashion that working with the costume designer, it's kind of always been my greatest thing because I get so obsessed with the clothes and oh, the look and yeah. the collaboration of everything. Right. Yeah. Puzzle pieces fitting together. It's the collab for me that uh -huh. just never fails to like really excite me. So let's say, well, first let's actually touch on what, what you mentioned earlier about the shame and the, um, yeah. but the denial that guys have. So I was lucky enough when I started losing my hair, I I actually didn't notice, um, you know, like I mentioned, someone in my dad's office noticed, told you, told me, right? <laughs> and <laughs> But I've worked with so many clients who are like clinging to that comb over the one little hair, the one, you know, and, and I, you know, I feel like the grim reaper telling them, dude, you got to shave your head. Yeah. And they do not want to hear that a lot of the time. Yeah. Or they're like, no, like I, I, I want to do this or I want to do that. And right. like, they won't use the powder or they won't shave their head. So like, let's talk about that. Cause I'm sure you have a ton of experience with so much experience with that. Yeah. And that's like one of, I think one of the trickiest parts of, you know, my job, especially dealing with, you know, male actors or even men in general. And I think that like, I think that's the greatest downfall. I think that denial, you know, men's hair, it's so tied to this idea of masculinity and who you are and, you know, who you are as a man, who you are, do you measure up? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a whole thing. I mean, it is for me too, you know? I certainly don't want to lose my hair. Mm -hmm. And when I started to lose my hair, I started to notice that it was going I just got really proactive and I was like, okay, what are we going to do to fix this? Right. 
you know? And so unfortunately, the biggest mistake that I see is people get kind of tied to that denial and then they say, oh, I'll fix it later. Mm. I'll fix it later. Right. But then later comes and it's too late, mm-hmm. you know, because there's a point where the filler and the powder and all of that, like, becomes right. absolutely <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> when you're... <laughs> I sported it as long as I could. People and, do. And then I got the transplant. Yeah. And, you know, I, I couldn't have gone much longer. Right. Because it was just, yeah. But, the, I, you know, I, I had clients that would come in and they'd be you know past the point where the yeah. fibers would work and yeah. i would still do it and we'd put some instagram photos up yeah fake the funk yeah but uh <laughs> but i think it's really important for people to know like your your look your hair you know it's really about your vibe yeah you know what i mean like what's your vibe and I think that like being honest about your vibe and being honest about who you are, you know, is I think once you embrace that about yourself, like, you know what? I'm losing my hair. Okay. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to shave my head. I'm going to, whatever I have to do, you know, being honest and accepting kind of what's happening. I think it elevates you. I heard a quote a while back. I think it was from Neil Strauss. And he said, balding is not a choice. Bald is a choice. Right. And you can rock bald. You can, and you, I mean, how many amazing sex icons are bald dudes, you know? Like, I mean, Vin Diesel. How many fucking you know? people want to fuck The Rock? Exactly. So many people yeah. want to fuck The Rock. Right. And, it's and like, Vin Diesel. And the funny thing is, the more <laughs> the more testosterone you have, the faster you lose your hair. The faster you lose your hair. I mean, it's really God's like fucking laughing at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. The funny thing was when I had never seen myself bald. Mm. Until the day I went in for a hair transplant. Oh, wow. Shaped. Sure. And uh, I didn't look that bad. I was like, well, if this thing doesn't work out, I can yeah. just be bald. Yeah. And um, I always thought like, oh, I'm going to have a weird shaped head because I got the big Junos and, you know. Right. But eh, I, I didn't look bad at all. So it's fear based. Yeah. Real quick. So I'm excited that you're here listening to the podcast. But if you're someone who's more of a visual learner, like I am, and you'd benefit from seeing what you're hearing instead of just listening, then I invite you to go over and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm back to publishing videos there every week. And some of the lessons can't be found here in the audio feed because, well, you need to see them in order to learn. So if you haven't already, subscribe to the Robbie Kramer YouTube channel via the link in the show notes, and you'll get more tips, tutorials, lessons, and for better or worse, more of my face. All right. Hope to see you over on YouTube. Now let's get back to the show. I think that the moment that I know for me, and it's been a great, it's been a journey just for myself and the way that I look at my hair and my whatever. But the minute that I start to accept those things about myself and like, you know what? This is who I am. You know what I mean? Like, here we go. Like, it's never going to be perfect. Never going to be big enough, never going to be thin enough, never going to be, you know what I mean? And it's like, I think that the moment that you are able to step into, okay, this is who I am, it it just, people just automatically are drawn to you. Mm -hmm. Don't you find that? Oh, totally. With your clients? If you can be authentic and vulnerable and just own it. It's the authenticity, authenticity and vulnerability. I have never had the experience of someone who is losing their hair, chooses to shave their head, chooses to, and anyone said, you look like a fucking asshole. Never. Or you look like a fucking uncircumcised dick right now. You know what I mean? Like, I've never seen that happen. No, no one is ever going to tell a guy who shaves his head, like, what are you, bald? Right? No, exactly. (laughs) But it's like when you walk around and you have the two hairs Mm -hmm. that are stuck to your forehead and... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and like nothing and you got nothing else going on back here you know you're tied to something that's not authentic you're tied to a piece of your past you're tied to the way you wish you could be the way that you and there's no shame in getting a hair transplant yeah like if that's your journey go do that 2500 bucks is simple they'll even pay for your flights absolutely yeah but i know people that have gone through that journey and decided not to get the hair transplant and they're super happy too Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah but i think like we were talking about earlier i think you know the as soon as you stop with the denial piece of it and you say okay this is what's going on you know what i mean this Mm -hmm. is what's happening it's like if you gain weight okay so i've gained some weight 
like I'm losing my hair. Well, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, am I going to face it? Am I going to accept it? Am I going to choose to believe that this doesn't mean anything about me? Like what meaning am I putting on this? Mm -hmm. And are you going to be proactive? And like, you know, I started Rogaine, I started Nioxin and I started Finasteride, you know, really early on and it's been super successful for me. Yeah. Your hair looks great. So you've never yes. had. No, I've never had a transplant. And I still like I have, you know, my things and, mm -hmm. you know, I have a relationship with my barber that, you know, I tell them, guide them how to like hide my, they know uh -huh. my secret places. So you don't do your own? No. Can't do it? No, no, no. I don't do my, I'm way too picky. I, I'm too hard on myself. Really? Um, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, I don't do my own hair. But, um, you know, I think that the minute you accept it and the minute that you say, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to own this. I'm going to yeah. change this. I'm going to, it's kind of like with life, the minute that you step into that acceptance, I think you begin to change shit. Yeah. Major way. Yeah, you know, it's I, I love that, I don't know, analogy or metaphor, but the idea that if you just own who you are instead yeah. of trying to hide it, because literally what you're doing when you have that, you know, like you're trying to cover it up and you're failing at it. Like right. if you're going to cover it, at least cover it, right? Right, but cover it. If, if, you if you're going to do a wig, like you own the wig. <laughs> own the wig. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, the funniest thing. You are a man that wears a wig. I've never gotten more love and attention from women in my entire life than when I was 27 years old I walked into a bar in Pacific Beach wearing a mullet wig a mullet wig a mullet yeah. wig like I you know I was drunk I was feeling good and I was rocking that mullet every girl in the bar it was my energy but plus the mullet like they were just like you know I I <laughs> coming up to me yeah <laughs> so there you have it guys mullet wig you can turn on wait but <laughs> was it the mullet or was it the fact that you walked in with that confidence with the mullet, owned that fucking ridiculous hairdo for anyone that's out there thinking I need to get a mullet so I can get chicks. <laughs> um, was it the fact that you owned that and you were rocking that? It was or was it the mullet? No, it was 100% my vibe. Yes. Yeah. I was just... It's vibe. It, it, it was like I was a, a character. I was no longer Robbie. Right. I was this other cooler guy. Totally. That's rocking the mullet. Yeah. You know? And, uh, but see, yeah. that's the secret. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause you walk in with, I think, um, historically one of the most ridiculous hairstyles ever. Right. right the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know if you did it before. It was like Gen X cool, like ironic. This was in 2006. Okay. So no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't, you are, no, you were being ironic and, like cool, no, you no. just had a mullet wig. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, baby, it was borderline erotic, but yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> I definitely had some girls come up and be like, "I love your mullet." I think it's amazing. Yeah. So, because he's so confident that he can rock that fucking hairstyle. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, you know what? The minute that you, it's like, like I said earlier, it's like, you know, your watch, your shoes, your haircut, your. You're, whatever it is like that makes you authentically you and feel like a motherfucking badass in the morning. Like, for, okay, for me, like, you know, with my hair, because it's a thing, I do hair and I pay attention to it. Like, I like my fade a certain way. Yeah, like, I wanted to talk about that because it's like, yeah, fades are in. Yeah. You know, my, my, you know, I've got the fade. Right. It's a, it could be a little shorter. Yeah. Well, how often, like, if I, if I, get my hair cut every two or three weeks and the fade stays pretty good. Yeah, I like mine to stay right. So about three weeks. Three weeks is what, yeah. is what you do? Is what I do. Okay. Yeah. And when it starts to like, I mean, my, I'm like right on the edge now, but when mine starts to go, yeah, I don't feel so great about myself. So yeah. I go and it does, you know, I think finding that thing with your barber or your hairstylist, if you go to a hairstylist, um, Finding that thing that just really works with your face shape, that mm -hmm. works with your... And some guys don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Some guys, like you said, rock the man bun and they rock the long hair. Right. It's messy and it's whatever, And but that's their vibe. That's right. the vibe they own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about... Um, well, let's talk about different, I guess, archetypes of guys and, and what they can do. Right. Okay. So, obviously, if you're balding, I feel like we've you know, covered that. I think we've covered it. If you're balding, <laughs> shave your fucking head, I think. 
own it. Own it. Get a hair transplant. Get a hair transplant. You want a turkey. Yeah. Be one of many on the plane. <laughs> what? So what about if you're a guy with like a Jufro? Big curly hair. <clears throat> doesn't really look great. Um, yeah. Just as is, but it's like, you know. Yeah. Like the Borat. The <laughs> What does that guy? But Steve, like that guy again. It's like okay. So does that fit your? Does that you know? I see a lot of guys that rock that hairstyle that have the the dress that matches. Yeah, and that's their vibe. You know what I mean? If that's your hair, you know, if it doesn't work for you, find someone that you trust. Mm -hmm. You know, like we said earlier, your hairstylist is like your therapist, your confidant. You can go in there and you can say, listen, I'm feeling insecure about something up here. Can you just pay attention to that for me? Yeah. Or listen to, you know, oh, here's a, here's a good, how, yeah. how would you recommend choosing a hairstylist and choosing, you know, a barber shop? What are the, cause I feel like most guys, uh, cause this is what I used to do. I used to just be like, all right, where's in there? Super cuts. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're going to get the cheapest do here, you know, and that's not what I would recommend anymore. I would not recommend that. Yeah. I just would not. Well, I think it's so great because you can, Instagram is everything. So you mm -hmm. can check out their work, go meet them, go see if you guys vibe, if you have a conversation, if they're listening to you. So start on Instagram. Start on Instagram. Search for uh, yeah. a you know, what do you search for? Hairstylist, barber, like you go to a barber shop, you know, look at your local barber shops wherever you are. You know, we're in Los Angeles, so there's a million. Yeah. You know, that's how I found my hairstylist. Mm -hmm. I found a barber shop and I just looked at their Instagram page. I saw their work. I liked their work, went in, met them, got kind of a pretty innocuous haircut to see if we vibed, yeah. to see if they listened to me and they're paying attention to me. And they did. Mm -hmm. And I've been with that person for years. You know, yes. I think yeah. it's about like, it's about who listens to you and who's willing to understand you and who's willing to like take you on that journey because then you trust them. Yeah. So if you walk in with the Jufro and it's just not working for you and your hairstylist who you trust says, you know what, why don't we try something different? Right. You know, then you trust them. Yeah. To take you on that journey. Yeah. You know, when I originally <laughs> switched from my wave, uh, to the faux hawk. Oh uh, yeah, the faux hawk. I had I had a big old faux hawk. The girls used to call me party parrot. <laughs> and the thinner my hair got, the more pointy the, the faux hawk got. It got skinnier. Did it get skinnier? It got terribly skinny. <laughs> and like you know, because that was the only way I could style it. Yeah, I could not look bald. Right, right. And uh, you know, eventually, but the 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 whole way I kind of ended up with the faux hawk was yeah i think i just went to a barber and he was like you should try this and i was just like okay i trust you right do it and yeah i was so happy with it and, right you know then you know i rocked that for the next 15 years or so and you know now i have the now i have enough so i do the lesser yeah. faux hawk, you get like a more modern right. successful version of a faux hawk yeah but also the thing about it too is you know what like thank god with men's hair Men's hair is a double-edged sword because it's short enough to where if there's a mistake, you're going to see the mistake. Mm -hmm. But the good news is if you go in and get a fucked up haircut, you know that it's going to grow out in two weeks. And right. You're going to be okay. <laughs> no, they're, like, they're, don't do bad. Again, it's yeah. like, I think you got to know who you are. Which is why you should take a risk. You yes. know, and try something new because yeah. it's two weeks of wearing a hat. Or just not giving a shit and owning it. And owning it. And, and then you're good. When it grows out, you may love it. Yeah. You may whatever. But I think, again, you you know, the more that you walk in and kind of know who you are and know what you're, you can always tell, <laughs> you can always tell someone who's walking around wearing someone else's hairstyle. Hmm. You know what I mean? You just feel the... You, uh, well, you yeah. can see it. Right. You're like, just looks kind that of <laughs> just doesn't... You're trying to do something that right. you saw that you thought would work for you, right. but it's not really working. With fashion too, right? Yeah, with fashion too. Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, how often... What, is that what they that? call posers? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we are back to 2004. <laughs> right now. Fucking poser. He's a poser. <laughs> you know, we're back to the early 2000s right, right. now. Uh, that's where most of my humor. Yeah. <laughs> but like in your, like you're the perfect person to say, like when you see a guy who comes to you for advice on his dating and women and 
whatever. I mean, instantly, is that one of the things that you look at? Oh, the first thing. Yeah. I look at their fashion. I look at their grooming. I look right. at, I call it looks maxing. Yes. Right. Oh, that's, a, I love that term. It's like looks max. Looks max. I'm going to start using that. It's great. Right? It's looks max you. Let's, let's max you out. Max you out. Because <laughs> max. Why not? Right. Yeah. It's like you can change that shit within, I mean, if you're fat, two or three months. Sure. Depending on how fat you are. Yes. But like you can, and then the rest of the stuff, like get a haircut, get your teeth white and get a tan. You right. Know, fix, you know, like get, do your beard. Like, right. you know, you can take a that, risk. You can change the shit overnight. Yes. And you can go from like, you know, you can add like three or four points oh, on the one to 10 scale. You can easily become a seven. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if, like if, Seven is attainable. If you're the ugliest dude in the world, like you, like Tommy Lee Jones, I feel like is a pretty good example. He's like, he doesn't have the best looking face. No, but, but he's got swagger. He's so he's hot, right? Because so he's like hot. he's so masculine. Yeah, and you know he if if he if that guy can be a sex symbol, anybody can, right? But you know, it's like Harrison Ford, right? I mean, look at Harrison Ford. He's a thousand years old right now. He's <laughs> still women want to fuck him. You know what I mean? He's he's got the earring, right? And he's got the like hair that he's had forever. Uh-huh. But like that's his thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, fine, right? You know, so I think again. God, I keep coming back to this like authenticity thing, but I think that it's just so like, I think you take a risk and you, the risk is that you possibly discover, oh shit, this is who I am. Right. Now, what if you don't know what risk to take? I think if you don't know what risk to take, you mean with hair? Just, yeah, with your style. Because, like, my my advice to the guys in the community is always, like, you should be pushing the edge enough to where you're, you know, you feel like you're growing in that area. Right. right? You should be, like, with fashion, for example, you should push your boundaries until, sure. like, you should get a piece and feel a little bit silly in it. Yeah. Until you can own it and see, like, all right, is this for me or not? Right. Right? Because in the beginning, you're going to feel weird in anything that's not, like, gym clothes if you're, like, totally clueless. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's, like, you know, first you're trying this, you're trying that, and then eventually you're, you're like, oh, I actually have a style, I have right. a sense of it, but yeah. it, you know, it requires that stepping out of your comfort zone. Willing to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because people think that, you know, in TV and movies, people think that people just come in and we, you know, this is their look. You don't know. Like we go through tests and oh, tests yeah. and trials. And the actors are like, I don't like this. I don't like I don't this. The producer doesn't like it. Uh-huh. The director doesn't like it. Uh, it's not working. You know, I-, I can't tell you how many times like and people have. It's so funny because there are so many actors in Los Angeles that want to make it, want to be a part of it. But what they don't understand is there are so many factors to getting that role that nobody sees. Like what? So this is like kind of, I think this is fascinating. So Uh, yeah. So the producer Mm -hmm. or director or creator will get uh, a, all of the tests, the screen tests that the actors send in. They all look and they all agree, okay, we like these four people, mm-hmm. okay? So they pick the four people. Then the four people, they, unless they have someone there, they're like, they're like this is the guy. Mm-hmm. This is my guy. But I rarely see that happen. So then they take the four people and they send the four people to the costume designer. And they say, do you have clothes that fit him? And then they send it to the hair people and they say, we need to make this guy look cool, 70s, 60s, 50s, 40s. You know what I mean? Yeah. What can you do with him? Like, can you make it work? Right. And can you do it with his hair or do we have to have a wig made or what's in the budget? And I can't tell you how many times it's come down to we love him. He's the best, but his hair is not long enough for the part mm. and we're not spending $10,000 to make a wig for him. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. I mean, if all things are equal. Right. Theory. But I think people don't understand that yeah. there's so many behind the scenes factors wow. to that world right. that nobody would ever know. That's great. And yeah. I can't tell you how many times we have like really moved, shifted hell <laughs> itself <laughs> to do something for these guys to make like, Oh my God, do I have a wig? Do I have a thing? Do I have, yeah. can we cut your hair? Can we dye your hair? Can we whatever right. to get them the role? That's yeah. 
So, so much happens behind the scenes that nobody sees before. Mm-hmm. And sometimes things are accidents. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times things are accidents. You know, it, it, I always find it um, brave of some actors who, you know, they'll have to like shave their head for a certain role. Oh, yeah. Or uh, I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm the other day. And I um, love Larry David. Yeah. Jeff, you know, Jeff. Yes. Right. And on one episode, I think it's season eight or season nine. Um, I don't know. Something happens. He ends in the, the barber, like shaves his head on accident. Right. You know, the guy's like pissed off because Larry says some racial slur. Right. And then he shaves his head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Susie, his wife, is like, you all know. And he's like, you love her. She's the best. The best. You know, and he did look, I mean, he's already fat and gross. Right. And, and he's always bald. Awful. No, and, he, and, and <laughs> it's giving predator. It's giving. <laughs> But it's getting less to catch a predator. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that guy's got some serious balls. Give her like Andy and a white band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor Jeff. Chuck a part of it with white band. Oh, the percent. But you know, I'm like, got a hand of that guy. He was, you know, he what? he owned it. When I won yeah. the when I won the Emmy, I won it for this period show about. Uh, Bob Fosse, the famous choreographer, and Fosse had a famous comb over. Mm-hmm. So Sam Rockwell, the actor who played Fosse, had me shave his head every single day. Really? For the part. Let's pull that up. Yeah, People pull it up. To see and then I had a wig made of tiny hair pieces. So what should I? What should I? So do uh, Sam Rockwell, mm-hmm. Bob Fosse, like this? This one? Yeah. Me, Jesse, and you'll see. It's so funny because this is the stuff that we're talking about. You there we go. That was so. This was so. What? Let's see his original hair. So Sam, let's Sam's original hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be on here. These are all the. Maybe oh yeah, this is him. Yeah, should I click this? Yeah, yeah. So that's his original hair. Okay. That he, as Sam Rockwell. And then every morning he would come in and I would shave his head and I would attach. Oh, wow. One wig. So this was one wig Mm -hmm. that I created as a comb over. This was another mini wig that I would lay down. That little thing. That little tuft. <laughs> oh my God. That's a $5,000 tuft. Get out of here. Swear to God. And then this was another mini piece because Fosse was like some of our gentlemen out there clinging to that very last hair. Fuck, how did I go back to that? Um, but see, look at Sam Rockwell bald. Like yeah, that was him in an interview, and he looks like a fuck. Look, yeah, he looks like a gangster. He looks fucking amazing. And right? then when he's got that little tuft, yeah, right. So, so <laughs> this is multiple wigs. That's this three. W- that's two wigs right there. Where do they? How do you? How do you even get that on the head? <laughs> you glue it. You glue it. Okay. You glue it down. Wow. So this is a wig. That's a wig. There's two. And more. there's two wigs there. Wow. To create that famous comb over. And there are, awesome. I know a guy, I play golf with a guy who, who has some, something. Similar. Who has that thing. He's clinging to it. Uh, he, people cling to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm not balding. <laughs> but you know what? It's like, you know, I, God, I don't want to be unkind, but it's so ridiculous. You like shave, shave it off. Yeah. Get rid of it. Don't you think? I mean. Like, what are you holding on to? You. It's one, it's one stroke of the razor. Yeah. Right? But what does that mean? Like, what are they making that mean? You know, it's funny because the same I guy to know this. Here's the the interesting part: the same guy who won't shave his Bob Fosse, if we can say that. Yeah. Um, he refuses to take any advice when it comes to his dating life, and this is a successful guy. He's very wealthy. He's cool. He played college sports. He was like right. a kicker. Right. Um. And he's got good social skills, good charisma. Right. But when it comes to fashion and style, he just like he dresses like a, you know, like a frat boy. Right. Almost. And he refuses to, I don't know, to like do anything about it. And he's always a dating coach. 
He's no, he, he doesn't. He, he we're just buddies. Oh, you're buddies. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, All right. He's never really like. How does he do with the ladies? So bad compared to how he could do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's not just me. Like it's my other buddy who is also a dating coach who's way more aggressive than I am. Right. Like telling him like, dude, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> Let me take you shopping. Yeah. Let's get you a haircut. Right. And I don't know. He just won't do it. And. It's it's strange. There's some guys that just have that resistance. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess you're never going to shit. Like, you know, with some people, you know, you got to want to change. Yeah. You got to want to make a difference. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm always up for something different. I'm always up for something new. Mm -hmm. You know, why not? Why not? Because then you continue to grow and you grow in so many other places. Just like anything, like anytime you you push your comfort zone, I feel like, you know, you're growing as a person. Yeah. You're becoming a little bit more authentic, a little bit, you know, it's like just a better experience of of life and who you can meet. And like people are drawn to you based on that authenticity. Exactly. And vulnerability. Vulnerability. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the tough part for guys. It's like showing the vulnerability while, while still being masculine. Right. Because especially in our society, because any sort of vulnerability can look, you know, feminine or whatever. Or Who decided a, that? I don't know. <laughs> I think it like, was. Who is they? When I have that question, they say. They say who is they? Who are they? We'd like to know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't like when I was uh, growing up, like, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12, like, it was like, boys don't cry. Yeah. Right. That's don't ever thing. let them see you cry. I'll let them see your emotions, that sort of thing. Ooh. But, um, and you know what? That fucks you up yeah. so badly in relationships. Totally. Like, because it, you create walls and then you, you don't authentically meet the person that, you know, you're, you're supposed to meet. Like, it yeah. really, I spent years of therapy trying to undo, don't let them see you cry mm-hmm. and all of that. Like, and what are the neighbors going to think? Mm. Like, yeah. thank you, you know, yeah. mom and dad. Well, at least you had the, you know, confidence or the, I don't know what you call it, chutzpah to get therapy in the first place. Oh my God. Those guys yeah. won't even go for that. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like when your fucking car is broken down and not running and it's not like, it's time to, you know, time to get like, yeah. my friend used to say the horse is dead, dismount. <laughs> I was talking about with my clients when they're texting that girl like eight times like you're beating a dead horse. The horse the is text. dead. Dismount. Get off. Get off. The horse. <laughs> so I have yeah. uh, one more line of questioning. Okay. And that's about uh, beards, uh, facial hair. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Is that your area of expertise? Sure. Or it's all, this, you know. Yeah, it's all the same thing. Yeah. I think it's all about your look. I think it's about your face shape. Right. You know, okay. like I look better with some stubble, you know. I think most guys do. I think well, a lot he, of guys Here's do. the funny thing. There was, a, there was a debate in my group recently. Ooh. One of the guys, he's, uh, he's 60 years old and he, this guy is like, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm blanking on the name of uh, the playboy. Uh, Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. He's okay. crushing, crushing young 20-year-old, like... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> just, and is he old? Like, is he Hugh Hefner aged? He's like, 60. He, he, oh, he's in his 60s. 60. He looks okay. amazing. Okay. He looks amazing. He looks like he's 20 years younger. Okay. Tan, six-pack. Yeah. Um, Full head of hair. Yeah. You know, he he's fully shaved. And he was trying to convince us that Gen Z girls don't like beards. Okay. And I was like, yeah. I don't buy it. No. And the reason why I don't buy it is because, first of all, when you have a beard, you're going to look more masculine. Sure. That's like, you know, there's no denying that. No. And if you don't have a strong jawline or weak chin or whatever, the beard's going to help out a lot. And if you don't, you should have a beard. Exactly. Like if you have a yeah. weak jawline. Like my, my jawline's not great. If I didn't have, yeah. like, I've got volume here. Right. When I, and when, you know, I think uh, we came over for dinner the other night and Maria was bitching about my, uh, my short, um, you know, beard length because I went to the get a haircut and he shaved a little bit shorter. Uh-huh. And she was like, you know, your chin looks weak. You look like an idiot. Like, <laughs> she's she's not shy. But uh, I, you know, I, I mean, I have to say, I color my beard too. Do you? Oh yeah, I take out just because. Like my hair has a lot of gray in it. I'm super comfortable with that. I like the way that looks. Mm-hmm. I'm totally like I don't dye my hair. Yeah, I think that you know, men. Uh, there's this great product called camo color that you can buy. Uh-huh. 
that uh, it's like a rinse in color that if you do want to dye your hair and you are feeling a little self-conscious about your gray, you yeah. can do that. But like my hair doesn't bother me. But like once my beard starts to get too white, mm. it's giving a little yeah. too grandpa. Too, for me. too silver fox. Too silver fox. <laughs> too Charlton Heston. Yes. <laughs> too distinguished. Too distinguished. <laughs> I, I don't need to be that distinguished. Well, it looks great. It kind of looks like it's, you know, part blonde almost yeah it's just i like it to look supernatural i yeah. don't want it to look drawn on or anything right but i, I take a little bit of the it white matches out. really well with yeah top. and you yeah. know what it's like and nobody probably notices but it makes me feel really good it yeah, makes no, me feel yeah. really continent and you have a very good line here like your hair grows so my problem is i kind of get like chin strappy like i yeah i don't grow it here as much so i yeah. and and then sometimes i'll go in for a haircut uh-huh. and you know especially when i was in mexico um, <laughs> I was living in Mexico for six months and the guy was like cut it really short oh. like, look like the old <laughs> that's the style there I go <laughs> you needed a rose and a guitar yes. <laughs> so, yeah I've been trying to put um, you know some uh, some Rogaine to grow that in to grow that in yeah and that's working well i am super italian Mm -hmm. so my beard grows all the way up here oh amazing yeah Yeah. so i have to like (laughs) really oh yeah to kind of way down full caveman full caveman my (laughs) eyebrows get super long my the ear hair thing Uh i mean like it's the curse of being italian but um so yeah so i groom this and then i groom this generally to kind of square my jaw off. I, I always try to get a good line here. Yeah. I feel like that it just Me makes too. it look clean. Yeah. You know? I think you should look clean. I mean, yeah. It depends on your your what you're doing. But I mean, the fresh haircut every two or three weeks, like that makes such a big difference, I feel like. Of course. You know? Yeah. And, and don't you feel like a fucking icon? Oh, yeah. After a, when like walk a out. brand new haircut? New haircut, new shoes. Yes. Right? New white I, shoes. Who can tell you something? <laughs> Who can tell you shit when you got a brand new fucking haircut, new shoes? Yeah. You, like you. It's like that Jersey, uh, remember that old YouTube video? Me and my boys, we all got a new haircut. <laughs> Talking about super, going back to super Italian. Beginning of yes, YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I think like it goes back to like that thing of like, what makes, like, what makes you feel good? Mm-hmm. Like what makes you feel good about yourself? You know what I mean? Like, and why not treat yourself well? Yeah. Like, why not treat yourself to that haircut every three weeks? And you don't have to go to the most expensive hairdresser or the most, or, you know, trimming your beard and shaping your beard up and, you know, from buying a new pair of shoes or polishing your shoes or shining your shoes, you know, anything that makes you feel like, yeah. Yeah, I'm really winning at this. Totally. I think you're just going to give off that energy and it's just going to draw people to you, don't you? Just like with the mullet. <laughs> just like with a wig. Totally. And if all else fails, buy a fucking wig. <laughs> no, I mean, that's it. Yeah. Like, if you feel like a million bucks, yeah. people are going to treat you like Totally. That. And if you feel like, oh, shit, I haven't got my hair cut, I, uh, my beard looks like shit, I'm just going to go out, oh, fuck, like, you're going to you're gonna bring that energy out. And people are going to resonate. They're going to feel that like energy is contagious. Yeah. As are contagious. Thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. And I think it, how you, how you decide to present yourself in the world is how people are going to accept you into the world. Yeah. You give people the script to, to you to tell give. people. Yeah. I mean like do. this. And people don't understand that. People give too much of their power away yeah. when they don't realize that you actually own your pal yeah you can do anything like you were saying you know trying a new shirt buy a fuck buy a leather jacket oh yeah go to the fucking thrift store mm-hmm. if you don't have the money for a le- it's not about money mm-hmm. you know what i mean you can buy the dopest leather jacket and wear a t-shirt a v-neck or whatever and you can feel like a fucking icon yeah you know just in that dude i love i love that you mentioned that because I, I i don't think i've ever talked about that on this podcast which is every halloween me and my buddies, we'd, we'd go thrift shopping. Yeah. And we had no idea what we were going to be. This is before I started doing Team Viagra. Because uh, <laughs> guys are going to be like, you do Team Viagra every year. That's <laughs> before that. So we'd go thrift shopping. Right. We'd find the dopest shit. Oh, my God. Like jackets, cool shoes, like old golf clubs. Like, yeah, that's amazing. The shit you can find. 
That is also a really good way to try out new shit. Yeah. To see if it's going to work. Right. You know what I mean? And then when I went to Burning Man, that's all I did was thrift shopping. Yeah. You know, it's 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 fun. You know, like, wearing a costume is fun. That is such a great idea, don't you think? Like, yeah. you don't have to go to Armani right. to get a brand new suit or you don't have to go to John Barbados to get like the dopest leather jacket or Prada. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You can go try different things out and see, like you were saying, see, how does this fit? How does this feel? How yeah. does that... You know, and those vintage looks, especially now with like the Gen Z fashion. Oh, which totally. It's like oh. looking homeless is the way to go. So <laughs> there is just no excuse anymore because the shittier you look, like yeah. the cooler you are. Yeah. So there's really no excuse anymore for anyone to not be killing it out there. There really is. Right. I mean, you can wear a fucking trash bag and you rock it right. Yes. The right haircut. Yes. With the right. I mentioned yeah. Uh, the dirtiest, fucking nastiest <laughs> flannel you've ever seen with a dope fade. And yep. all of a sudden you are that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like we, we have to wrap on that. Right. That's so good. <laughs> you, are that bitch. you are that bitch. <laughs> So, oh man <laughs> I, I mean I'd, I'd, I'd love to go forever we should do a round two but definitely. <laughs> where can people find you um, find me on Instagram here let me pull up your, your okay. IG yeah it's cfulton.hair and if you have hair questions or you have you know anything like let me know I'd be down always yeah people can uh, can DM you and uh, yeah. amazing a thousand percent that's awesome so Thank you so much for coming. Thank on. you. This was great. This is really this fun. This has been my favorite episode of 2024. Oh, Wait, wasn't this the first episode of 2024? <laughs> Fuck. It's going to be the best one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we started off big. We started off strong. So, you know, guys, get your hair done right. Get your hair done right. Take a risk. Go and out. Be that bitch. Take a risk and be that bitch. Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Later, boys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're a regular listener and you're digging our content, do me a favor. Leave us a five-star review. It's how other people learn about the show and how we can spread the word. If you don't feel like it's worthy of five stars, just go ahead. Don't leave any review at all. And I want to let you know that we've opened up a few slots in our exclusive community. We're accepting applications to join our select group of men and experience the radical power of accountability. Step up your game, cross everything off your sexual bucket list, and become a beast at accomplishing all of your goals. To learn more and apply, go to innerconfidence.com com slash community.